0: Hi, this is Friends of Friends. We recently sat down with Bosk, the DJ and music producer, and chatted all things music and more. We hope you enjoy. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me. That's good. Good. My name is Bradley. I obviously, obviously, haven't met before. Um, but right. yeah, ben, you can call me Ben. Cool. Um, so I'm gonna jump in straight to the question. Oh it can seem like a very um uh like general question but how did you get into the music scene um and also maybe you can touch on because obviously i know you have whiskey barons and um or oh, i'm not sure that's still a thing and body music and then obviously Bosque. i'm not sure how those alliances work and how you it came to be and all of that
1: yeah i mean i've been obsessed with music since i was very little maybe 10 or 11 years old when i first started um like taking cds and tapes from my brother's collection which was like wu-tang gangstar basically all early hip-hop and then reggae and dancehall too like buju bantan um you know 90s stuff so i got i became obsessed and i wanted to become a dj like right away and not, i don't even remember how i really understood what a dj was or what a producer was but i remember listening to all the different wu-tang based albums like the method man record and the raekwon and, and 36 chambers and I could see like the common thread and the, the sound and like the feeling yeah. of all those records. And I knew that was coming. I, I guess I eventually figured out that was coming from RZA, the producer who was like creating that musical universe. And from that age, really, I remember being 12 years old Now it's like, yeah, I'm going to be a music producer. And um, luckily, I, I, you know, I stuck with it and, and started DJing, you know, trying to learn how to break dance, sort of, you know, all of the different yeah. Um things kids explore <clears throat> when they're getting to music like that and you know I started doing I would just DJ like in my basement try to make beats on like a, a sampler I borrowed from someone. I eventually got on like a PC a, a cracked version of Fruity Loops I think and I was yeah. trying to make beats with that while trying to learn how to DJ. I didn't really understand cuz from a small town and like not a lot of exposure to like real DJs. So I didn't really understand mixing and, and beat matching and stuff, but I was still trying to make like tapes and stuff to, just to listen to or to give yeah. to my friends. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I won't take you through every step cause we'll be here forever, but eventually <laughs> anyways, I started DJing out more and, um, as like a digger and someone interested in, in, in like funk and soul, Latin music, African music, I found DJing like the regular Friday and Saturday night spots in Boston to be kind of limiting like I couldn't play all the stuff I wanted to because the crowd expected a very certain thing. And I think that's when I started getting into editing music to try to, that was like the first thing was like, how can I figure out how to play this Ray Barreto track on a Friday night in a Boston, like basically college bar. Yeah. So I would start reworking it, adding stuff to it, try to make it more beefy, make it kind of stand up in the club, sound system to other modern music and that's how we, you know, I started doing some of that on my own, also at the same time with my friend Sam, the Bogart. That's how we formed the Whiskey Barons. And um from that, I kinda got I guess I eventually got a little bit bored of the editing because I found it limiting. And also I kind of was running into the the moral dilemma of like yes. the amount of credit people give you for editing a song. And like we would even joke about it amongst ourselves, like, yo, like why like we're putting the name of the original artist on here and everything so people can see that it's an edit, but like, why are they <laughs> giving us so much love for just like adding a, a drum beat and, and yes, like yes. maybe quantizing it? Like, so it started to feel really weird and and also was becoming a lot more interested in, in writing original music. So that's kind of when I transitioned away from the Whiskey Baron stuff into the Basque project and started working on the original records, like for Ubiquity. I think was the first one. Yes, that yes. Basque Orquesta de Mayura. And that's and then since then, ever since I released that first album, I've really been fully focused on um original music. Or you know, remixes, yes. but if it's like if someone asks me to do it for them, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: I've, I, I've I've seen you've done a few um like as box as basque, almost like a remix or or basque edits. Um but obviously that's like that's few and far me few and far between um your your original content. Um, yeah. So yeah. I still enjoy doing it. And as long as it's
1: uh, like, you know, as long as it's cleared and the original artist is cool with it and they're getting a piece of
0: it, that's like yes. the important part. Yeah. So it's more doing when you do it, it's done the right way instead of just doing everything and anything as to edits and remixing. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, cool. And and did you grow up in Boston? As uh, you said, um, you were in Boston or where did you grow up? I was in, I grew up, um, it's called Cape
1: Cod. It's like a little, Almost like a little island. It's pretty close to Boston. Okay. Like an hour and a half from Boston. And then I'm, when I was 18, I moved to Boston. Okay. And I no. stayed there for her for like 15, 15 years, I think, something like that. a long time. That's where okay. I learned how to DJ and you know out and where got my start really
0: yes yes and there's and there's whiskey baron still going because you said you moved a bit away from it um because i haven't seen any recent releases on it or maybe i've been blind but
1: yeah no I, I don't think we've done anything since like 2015 maybe um and we're still like really good friends it's just yes that, yes you know he went in a more design like design in web direction I went more in the original music production direction and um, so that's kind of yeah for my attention been. Okay. so we that you know it's still I don't think we even, maybe we Dj together in like 2016 once but yeah we live pretty far apart too so it's, okay so that's not okay. yeah it's not really active anymore it's been a while
0: but and and um obviously when we were chatting prior to this you said that you moved to that you were moving to Colombia what um, what caused that move? So uh, yeah, I was oh, like moving house. back to Colombia. I guess <laughs> okay. I guess yeah, it was five originally five years ago that
1: me and my wife moved to Colombia. Okay. And um, but we were back in the U.S. for about six months this summer, and we just moved back again to Colombia. But I mean, the original idea of moving here was one was kind of like escaping the system of the United States and like everything that that means, like when you're living within and contributing to that system that you're supporting a lot of heinous shit in a lot of ways without without even actually doing it you know and obviously not everyone has the ability to just to just leave Yes, yes um so that's a privilege also but I just you know like your tax money is basically going to police departments to brutalize people or it's going to create wars in the Middle East or it's going you know there's like there's so much horrible shit that the u.s is constantly um funding and creating that it's been a long time that i wanted to, to leave okay um aside from that it's also like we were talking about respecting the roots of music and the original artists is i wanted to be i wanted to be in a place where i could contribute to the communities who were keeping the music alive that that i love and that yes, brought me yes. into it like make making music that's so influenced by african and and south american cultures from boston as a white irish kid it felt um, like i was taking more than sharing or contributing i understand so i wanted to be in a place where i could like be part of the community and and hope that if i do have success in this at least that success would be shared by the communities that are keeping those traditions yes yes and
0: you're still in that community um, sp- speaking on like places where you've been and all that, have you ever visited South Africa or anywhere around, um, or or do you have stayed um, in the Americas? Obviously, you've you've traveled like um, to Europe and stuff, for, like uh, festivals and uh, and gigs and stuff. But yeah, How yeah, it? I'd
1: I'd love to make it to South Africa. I've been to only um, been to Tanzania, okay, for for about a month, uh, you know, maybe. Ten years ago, holiday or what? Okay, yeah,
0: awesome yeah just um, <laughs>
1: visiting. Yeah, visiting a, a girlfriend who was li- who was living there. But um, <laughs> it, yeah, I didn't do any. I mean, I looked for records, but that was it. Yes, I didn't really yeah. get to to immerse in the music scene. Unfortunately. Yes, yes. But um, um, I would love to come back.
0: Yeah, uh, obviously COVID. Um, uh, COVID is. is <laughs> It's limiting a lot of it, um, or a lot of travel and yeah. all that. Um, but um, I just want to touch on almost what you started on. Um, you said that you were that you were very into hip hop and playing hip-hop, um, or not sure you said playing hip-hop, but um ha- have you always played the same genre? Um, or how did you find the genre that you currently play, obviously from starting there? Um yeah. I guess
1: my like when I started, it was mostly hip hop dancehall reggae and I was pretty focused on that and as I've gotten older I've, I've basically expanded my scope but I've never stopped playing anything that I liked before really yes yes um like I'm not so into getting really into w- one thing for a second and then moving moving on to the next fad or you know like I try to my mentality when DJing or producing has always been to focus on like classic undeniable music that has staying power you know that you will never stuff that doesn't get old really quick stuff that's not uh very hot for six months and then disappears yes yes so that's allowed me to kind of like build 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 slowly and expand what i play and i still always play a little bit of everything that's always been my favorite part about djing out it's like connecting the dots between all the different types of music and creating like a really eclectic mix of sounds so it's not like like i love disco but I, yeah. I would be bored playing just disco for four hours yes you know? yes yeah for so sure I, for me it's it's so much more interesting to to play disco that connects to african music that connects back to south american music that might take you to caribbean music and um kind of explore all those connections and how yes. how the music interlocks and especially um, because so much of it is like comes from west africa like so many of the rhythms in Caribbean music, South American music, American music, U.S. music it's like so much is based on rhythms from West Africa. And it's yes, yes. I think it's, it's
0: important to show how that all connects. Yes. Yeah, but, especially all the percussions and um, that exactly. like or, or mainly that side of it. Um, and um, and you find you you listen to the same music that you play or is that quite a big split um, or is that a difficult question to answer?
1: I mean, yeah, I'd say for the most part, I listen to, it's probably, maybe I'm listening to different um, songs by the same artist that I would play when DJing, you know, but there's not like, I don't have like a collection of ambient music that I like at home or something like that. I'm always listening to kind of funky music from around the world.
0: Okay.
1: It's fun too, now that I have yes. a daughter, to like see what see what she list likes when yes. I play it for her. And, yes. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. that's great
0: um and and obviously at the start we mentioned um that you have like different or you had different alliances um such as whiskey barons uh basque and then i'm not sure if body music is still a thing if it was ever like a proper thing i just read a bit about it yeah yeah um but uh, those are functional still uh, obviously you said whiskey barons isn't um or uh, yeah as you said, um, yep, but the, is, is body music still a thing? Do you have any other license? What was the reason for maybe body music um, and Basque and all of the differentiations? Obviously, you've kind of answered uh, whiskey barons already. Um, yeah, but yeah, but sorry, that was a long wind. The question. body music projects? No, no, <laughs> no, <all> right, <laughs> it's all good.
1: Um, The body music project is still very much alive, and that's it's different because it's it's like a separate group, really. It's me and then a drummer who is a drummer and producer his name is vito rocaforte he played with um the rapture he played he has a group called Wa together that's more rock and roll um he's like a really great drummer and a good producer too and we um we started that project we got introduced through our friends who does that group poolside i don't know if you know yes yes they do like the daytime disco thing and um
0: You have a us of um of a few oh I think one of their tracks. Um yeah, exactly.
1: Now. And um we just we got introduced and we were like, hey, let's, let's let's try making a song together and see what happens. And um we it came out really great. It was the first one we ever did it was called um just one. And we were both super happy with how it came out and working yeah. together was like su- was super easy because we would just send stuff back and forth i would play some music on it he would drum on it then he would maybe chop stuff up and um he he has just really great thing of vocal ideas too so he would work with a vocalist and start uh working on that stuff and um yeah it's been like a really like we work when we can which we don't always have a lot of time to but it's yes. it's a It's good. Like I think it's important that it was separate from and not called just like Bosk and Vito or something, is because the music is pretty. I I guess it's yeah, it's different. It's more has a little bit more of an edge because he comes from a punk background. Yes, yes. It's still rooted in disco, but uh, But it's a way to also make
0: difference. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think you know honestly, I think it probably would have been smart for me to do that more often in my career as like. Because as Bosque I do disco projects, yes. some projects that are more straight, um, like Caribbean or South American, some stuff that's more African, like when I'm working with Kalita. And maybe it would have been smarter to like separate all of that from the beginning, but I always like the idea of maybe drawing people in with like a, a poppy disco track, but then having them also get to hear the more afrobeat side or the columbia side or the salsa side so like yes yes. i get kind of trying to expand people's taste a little bit
0: yes for sure who knows if it is good for marketing or not yes (laughs) no that's it's i think it is i suppose um but um but you saying like what you like doing like as to um as to expanding people's um taste a bit what what is one thing you hope that or not one what is something you hope or you like try strive for as to when you either either produce music put out music or playing sets for your listeners or uh, party goes to to take away or what's one thing you hope they're like oh wow this is one thing um that stood out to me well what would you hope that is Tough, I guess.
1: What's important for me, I think, is let, is trying to get people to think about the fact that you don't have to do what everyone else is doing or what everyone else tells you you should be doing, and that you can, like, you can, you can rock a party without playing the huge white noise um, reverse drum sound, like. Over the top EDM breakdown stuff like, you can create moments of of euphoria, and tension and release musically instead of just with like sound effects and with doing everything so over the top. I guess like maybe a more concise way to say it is, I want people to appreciate like subtlety more yes. in music. Is something that I work towards. Okay. Um, because I feel like now sometimes it's like okay, you need the big moment, so here's the. Uh, and it's like uh, ah are we have we not moved past that like are we still is the pinnacle of of tension and release still just taking the, the kick drum out and putting the kick drum back in like um so i i like i want people to to appreciate the subtlety more maybe okay
0: okay yeah that that's a really um great like thought to put into it um because everybody's trying to put more and more and more and more. Um, sometimes right, it has to be bigger and, and bigger and bigger. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Um, and, um, like... On um on like COVID and all of that, sorry, I, I should have spoken about this before. Um when we no, okay. we kind of mentioned COVID, but <laughs> um but uh, how has it affected you? Because obviously, like everybody's been affected in different ways. or well, not how has it affected you, but how has it affected you and how have you reacted as a DJ specifically or as a producer? Um is there anything you've had to change? Or I think that is definitely a yes, but um how has it has it been positive or negative? Um yeah. Yeah, I mean
1: I, I mean obviously overall it's been a, a really hard experience for for me and for everyone and for yeah. so many clubs and so people in this business. so I try to think about it as like positive and negatives because like then I'll just go spiraling into the yes, yes, <laughs> to the yes, negatives yes, yes. but I would the change has been I mean I'd say I am extremely fortunate in that well I love DJing. And t- touring has always been where I make the money that keeps me alive. Um, I'm I'm almost happier to just be working on music at home. Um, so it's given me a lot of time to work on music, which is great. And the, I didn't really... Miss a beat, like I was like, okay, all gigs are canceled. I didn't have a moment of like, oh no, what am I gonna gonna do? It was just like, okay, now I'll just work on this next album. Yes, Um, or you know, it's like I just switched right to to focus on producing and releasing, which is also you know the unforeseen thing for me on that was that because I didn't, I wasn't thinking so much like, oh, I make dance music basically, so when I release it and there's no clubs open, it's gonna be a lot harder to get the word out. But I still released it anyways, because, like, fuck it, people need kind of, like, uplifting, funky music. Yes, exactly. Even if they're 100%. just da- dancing at home and in their living room or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, another one of my career decisions that might not have been, like, the smart marketing choice, but I think was, like, the right thing for for people who like my
0: yes. music. Yes, so. yes. And and for you, yeah. like, I, more than marketing, but almost, like, fulfillment of... Um, of releasing stuff and um, but yeah obviously it, it is a bit of a difference in like not like as you said like not being able to hear it in the, in the club scene or at festivals and stuff it's more right. on your headphones in your living room um but right. but i suppose again this can be said ignorantly or but it, it almost created maybe a new challenge or like a new way of looking at like releasing stuff oh obviously you still kept your yeah. roots of like dance music but it wasn't like okay this is made for clubs um, yeah, I suppose. But yeah, yeah, I that could be ing- ignorance to say.
1: No, no, not at all. And I think it's like the. I also like while I do make dance music, I also always want to make it like interesting to listen to in the car or your house or headphones, whatever. Because it's it's rooted in like organic,
0: yes, exactly,
1: oh, and jazz, you know. So it's not like a you know obviously straight up techno records mm-hmm. or something that are really, really dependent on clubs. But release wise for me, because I don't have like a, I'm not, I don't have a huge social media presence. I'm not, know, I don't have a huge household name as a DJ or producer, but a lot of those huge DJs and producers play my music when they DJ. So that, I guess maybe that's something I took for granted before was that I could just be like, oh, I can just send it to these DJs that I know that are really big and they'll play it, and it'll start to get momentum.
0: Yes, yes. So I had to be like, oh, shit. No, <laughs> I
1: don't have that, like, in my back pocket.
0: Yes, um, yes. So, um... Yeah, okay. Yeah. Which, I suppose... It, I mean, I don't... Yeah? Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, which, I suppose, what obviously, I, as, as I said just now, like, as you said just now, that, um... Uh, that a lot of people were almost faced with the same thing as producers, DJs, stuff. Because obviously, a lot of producers are in that same boat as well. With like, oh, they would usually like be sending it to people. And there'd be people pushing it in the club scene or in festivals or at parties and yeah. all that. But now there's no longer. It's almost you having to push it yourself because um, nobody's playing it. But but uh, again, yeah. in 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 South Africa, things are opening up a bit more. Um, like we're still allowed to have things, but with restrictions. So there's still your music getting played play played yeah so that's that's the correct english um like I yeah, out, yeah. like um, like, th- like this weekend i was out in one of your tracks to play it so that was quite cool um oh cool going full circle in the way <laughs> I yeah i for one even play your tracks often so <laughs> yeah thank um, you see so that yeah, that, yeah nice thank you that
1: it, it um it definitely made me respect or it made me well i always had the respect and, and love for djs but like just remembering how important djs are to helping expose people to new, new music was yes. cool. and i guess it was interesting to see how important like radio and streaming and, and twitch and stuff became yes, for DJs yes. and for exposing people to new music because yes. i did still get some people spreading my music especially guys like scratch bastard who does like a really regular stream out of canada and um some of the Twitch guys who were playing, have bigger names and bigger crowds and they were playing my stuff and I could see it, people discovering it through them. So that That's was great. Yes. Like, yeah. So, and do you, yeah, but I didn't figure, I didn't figure out the answer for what, for how to push the music without <laughs> the DJs. I still don't know.
0: Yeah. I still it's, can't
1: fig- yeah. it's probably
0: something you'll, uh, you'll slowly figure out as you, um, as you try different things and maybe you'll never get to the answer, but you're still moving forward, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It, it, is there anything that that you'd say um, to like any younger producers or any younger DJs or like not as to COVID? I mean, as to um, as to obviously you've been in the industry for but now um, and made a career of it. Is there any advice to give them like say if you could speak to yourself when when you were younger, just getting into it? I guess
1: from um, it's kind of the way I did it some i guess the only i only know about the way i did it really Mm -hmm. because um i don't have any other experience but i think what i would tell a lot of them is to focus on craft their craft first and like if they want to be a producer really work on that don't just produce because an agent is telling you or you heard that it's easier to get gigs if you produce i would say and part of that too is like do do what you actually love and have a connection to like don't start producing just because you heard you have to be producing to get gigs and um like i think djs who just dj are so important and they're usually better and they're going to stay on it more than people who are trying to do everything at once right so i think if you love djing and you're a great dj just DJ and, and like work on that craft instead of trying to do everything at once because someone told you that's what you have to do yeah and the same thing with producers who are I mean it's hard to tell someone not to like i can't say don't become a dj if you're a producer because that is a much easier way to earn money but um do it like if only do it if you actually love it
0: yeah and 100%. if you think it's
1: gonna i mean because there is so much of that like all right this is this is what you do to get booked this is what you um this is what you do to get more production credits or whatever like people tell you to do all these different things where i think if you're not focusing on the individual craft if you're not focusing on learning at least like i don't think everyone has to be a, a great piano player or something to to be a producer but i think you should learn at least learn theory learn um, try to understand music try to really understand the craft of what you're doing before you start trying to to push your name or to yes. get to do all, all that because if you don't have if if you get all of the the acclaim and you get you know moments of fame before you've created a solid foundation at what you do then that is gonna topple really quickly like what i've told people because i did i used to teach djing to young kids and stuff sometimes what i would tell them is like you could build you could build like a tower that's really thin you can get really high really quick right but it's gonna it's could fall over very easily but if you build a pyramid, a pyramid it's like that shit is sturdy if you have the foundation of everything you've been doing for your whole career and slowly moving upwards but with a you know a wide solid foundation the, bad things can happen or setbacks can happen but you still it's not gonna you're not gonna have to start over from the beginning you're yes exactly that you built Ex- exactly that's
0: an old top all over yeah that's yeah that's a, a very good way of looking at it um good advice <laughs> <laughs> my, um, my old my ex-teacher ex-te- <laughs> <advice>. yes <laughs> um and do you have any um you know, sorry it's becoming very everywhere now because i'm also just touching on some no, no, points no, no. um that All i wanted good. to ask um do you have any favorite release you've done favorite edits or is it like difficult to choose um or, or one that's brought you the most joy or fulfillment if you want to call it that i think my favorite is one of the more recent ones the
1: track wake up that i did with kalita To me, that was like, because me and Kaleta have been working on music together for a long time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I feel like kind of each time it's getting a little little bit better, but it was still never like to what I, to my standards of what I really wanted it to be. Um, We had songs before that that I love, I still love, but um, with that track, Wake Up, I felt like we finally reached like our, like a, a unique sound that we were doing that was well done and could actually kind of cross over into other like other people could hear it who weren't necessarily fans of afro disco or something and it would yes. still it would still grab them and um so that yeah i feel i felt like really happy with how that track came out and like and the sad part was that it got released at the very beginning of the pandemic but the cool thing now that's i'm still seeing it kind of get a little bit more notice a little bit more notice yes yes like with bigger djs playing it and um it so i'm hoping it's still gonna just kind of keep crawling 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 up a little bit and getting noticed more so that's yeah i think say like that between that one and then that track i did uh called rumbero with Diego Ongara. i thought was one of my it was like when i finally connected all these different genres that i had yeah. wanted to for a long time and um in, in oh. a way that made sense because yes, sometimes yes. i connect connect genres and, and in the end it didn't really work out or like oh, it okay, still yeah. said it sounded weird or disjointed but i felt like that one came together well and was cohesive but yes yeah, so had a lot of it was almost nice having parts. that it
0: was almost nice having that like end product and seeing that it all worked and was cohesive and yeah. it didn't feel like yeah i get what you're saying um uh obviously like this can be anyone not it can be anyone big or small, somebody who like is a household name or not. Um, but is there anybody you still hope to work with um, like as to either um, producing or remixing or editing um, or, or have you or are you pretty like happy with working with your peers or people you know? Um,
1: I mean, it's both. I'm, I'm like super grateful to be working with the people that I work with now already. Um, so many of them. Have so much more time making music than I do. But yeah. you know, like like Kaleta's been playing and making music longer than I've been alive. And and he still looks like my age. <laughs> but um he and just to still be able to be like, wow, I'm playing with someone who played with Fela who played with King Sonny Ade. It's like, holy shit, that's so cool. Um so I am super grateful for all those people I work with now. The people I would still love to work with, there's a lot like um ec- Bill Roosevelt from Cameroon, who's had, he's had a lot, like, some of his stuff's been licensed recently. One of his tracks blew up completely, but like, yes. without his name on it, because someone did an edit without crediting him. So when I see that, it's like, fuck, I want to, like, work with these people and help them put out something new with their name on it that they yes. have they ownership over. Yes. Like, revenge almost, but... Um, <laughs> So he's one. There's also like Jamaican artists I've always wanted to work with, like Barrington Levy. Um, there's a lot of South American legends still. I'd like to work with um, Toto La Vampocina from Colombia. Um, other younger people from here too, like Bomba Stereo. Um, man, there's so many. Yeah, it's...
0: Yeah, that's going to go on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But okay. I'm I'm already I'm already happy with you. Yes. With yeah, I I, too. I think that that question did answer kind of what I was trying to get from it, like almost the kind of people you'd want to still work with. Obviously, it can be a long list of them or short, but they're still mm-hmm. in this kind of same category of um of of um not caliber, but I forgot what the word is. But I think you understand what I'm saying. And yeah, I understand. Yeah. Right? Uh-huh. um yeah. Um but uh th- that's all like I I really um well, I think the conversation naturally um, like could come to like I Like I, I didn't want to cool, ask cool. like typical questions, like when were you born and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure if you have any um, closing thoughts, anything you still want to mention. Um, yeah, and I, I would just like to say thank you for taking the time out of your day and uh, schedule to no, no, be able to chat, um, to chat with us and to give us a bit of an insight on you um, and hopefully we can portray it in the best way possible so we can put more people on you and um, people who maybe have never discovered <laughs> your stuff before yeah that's great thank you I,
1: I, and I appreciate the, you guys taking the time to actually um, you know <laughs> learn about my music and, and my history and production that's cool and uh and i and i really appreciate people who are who dedicate themselves to helping artists like me try to get the word out because it's true it's hard like it's hard to dj and produce and like run your social media and then like try to reach out and reach new audiences it's kind of yes. impossible so like yeah. we rely we rely on people like you who are interested in exposing music to, to people and that's yeah it's, it's super
0: important yeah so appreciate, I appreciate that, that.